Hi! Hello, everyone! Welcome to Talk Comics to Me. We have a special guest star today. His name is Megatron. He is a big piece of shit. His but, name is Pinky Toes. <laughs> but we love him. And uh, so, hi, it's not Wednesday, it's Thursday. Uh, yesterday was real busy. Yeah, we had a, a weird, busy day yesterday. So, by the time we got off work, we were just, you know. Not feeling it, so we're doing it today. Yeah, all you people apparently wanted your new comics so badly, you had to just come all at once. <laughs> anyway, I'm Champ, and I am Heather, and let's uh, let's do this damn thing. Let's get started. Go ahead. Can we go first? Yeah, okay. Yeah, of course. Um, so I have a couple to talk about first because one of them I haven't started, but I've been so excited for for uh, like a year. I feel like. It's been forever. Uh, this is Beast Boy. Oh, Megatron's by, excited about Beast Boy, too. He feels it. Uh, by Cami Garcia, and the art is by Gabriel Piccolo. If you don't know who that is, you should probably get on Instagram and check out his stuff because he's incredible. He is the main reason I... Wow, dude. The main reason... I'm going to have to put our special guest I... on the floor. <laughs> he's been kicked out. Um, <clears throat> so... They had recently, well, not recently, I guess like last year, put out the Raven book, and they're taking these characters from Teen Titans, and they're kind of rewriting their stories. Um, so Garfield's takes place uh, in a high school, which I think is just really funny. Again, I haven't read this one yet, so I'm just not exactly sure what's happening, but it's him apparently giving in to peer pressure and trying to become popular while dealing with his weird animal powers manifesting so all right i'm very very excited about that and also um i discovered at the end of this there is going to be a series coming up called beast boy loves raven and i could not be more excited about that so i'll have to wait a whole nother year we'll talk about that some other time so <laughs> <laughs> this is uh black widow issue number one i have talked about this one before um because uh few months ago i can't remember exactly when um it was like right at the beginning comics coming back right um so they had released one of the variants for this one but the actual issue hadn't been released yet so i have read this but this is uh natasha naughty yeah um <laughs> whoops that was marvel not me <laughs> um I this think, i think it was diamond more so yeah well and see that's what we actually know that could have been it because i i remember like wendy and i had looked it up and like every place had gotten it so i don't know if maybe it was like a thing because yeah. the movie was supposed to be coming out oh, soon or something yeah. like that i forgot all about the movie yeah um yeah i forgot all about movies yeah there's there's a movie <laughs> um but anyway this is about natasha i assume losing her memory and bucky and hawkeye discover this and they're trying to find her um, and I had mentioned the reason why I like this was because the artist who is actually an up and comer, I cannot remember what her name is, Alina, I think. I feel like a douchebag because I just like looked this up the other day. <laughs> what year is this? 1995. I'm trying to watch my language, man. Um, yeah, Alina. I remembered. Alina Casagrande. Uh, I was trying new- to watch my language, so I used douchebag. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, like I had said, the reason why I like this so much was because Alina Casagrande includes Hawkeye's hearing aid, which I think is very interesting. Plus, she makes Bucky look like a 
friggin' babe. And the, and the art is really good. Yeah, no, the art is, is really good. Um, that's actually when we had first gotten this issue in, I was flipping through it, and it reminds me a lot of the Hawkeye art. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I was like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll check it out. <clears throat> but the story's pretty interesting. I've never really, like, I don't not like Black Widow, but I've just never really read any of her stuff other than, like, uh... I forget what it was called, the the Winter Soldier and Black Widow. Mm-hmm. There was, like, I believe there was a series with them, or she was just in a few issues. I cannot remember. But I've read those, so that's the, the co- extent for The me. colors are also really good in that mm-hmm. book. Like, this panel, sp- this yellow, oh, yeah. specifically. It's, uh, it's I so do good. love a good mustard. <laughs> yeah. We love the mustards. Um, yeah, no, the, the art and just... I don't know how I feel about the story quite yet, obviously, because it's only one issue in, but the art is definitely worth checking it out. So, Black Widow, number one. All right, so, fans. (laughs) I've been calling everybody who potentially listens to this our fans, so. Okay. So, big old fans of us. Uh, I have Sex Criminals, the Sexual Gary special, and honestly, I wasn't sure how I was going to, like, if I was going to enjoy this at all, and I laughed so hard. It's just all about sexual Gary trying to figure out, like, it starts with him in high school, and it, it the first chapter is called Who I Am and How I Come to Be, and it's just, like, him talking about how he's just, like, he loves everything and he wants to fuck everything. I'm sorry, bang everything. Thank you. <laughs> I'm watching my language. You might uh, as well watch yours, too. And then he's, like, the second chapter is him just, like, kind of talking about how, like, nobody really, like, respects him for being bisexual and, like, they don't understand why he likes men and women. And then he tries out for this porno and they're like, oh, you don't have a scene partner. And he was just like, I didn't realize I had to have a scene partner. So he decides to get his porno job by having sex with a couch. And shield any children. I don't know why you'd have kids listening to us, but Kyle, cover your eyes. Kyle, cover your eyes. <laughs> That's uh It's a. Uh, it was honestly like this was one of the best times I've had in comics. Just I I don't know. I love Matt Fraction when he's able to just be, like, extremely silly. It's, like, why I love Jimmy Olsen. Like, it's part of why I love Sex Criminals as a whole. But Sex Criminals has a lot of heart behind its silliness. So it's just, like... But this book particularly, it was just, like, all right, I can just put everything weird and gross and strange and, like, whatever, like, into this. And I had the best time. Let's just get as strange as possible. Yeah, and that's what I love about it. (laughs) And then I know there's, like, many other parts that I really, really enjoyed. And I had to stop so many times to have Chris read, but... Or check out, because I was just, like, laughing. I'm like, look at this! Look so at is this. he mentioned in the Sex Criminal series? Yeah, because okay. he's, like, what happens is the same thing that happens to him in real life with his, like, bisexuality. It pans into, like, porno, and they're kind of weirded out by his the idea that he likes men and women. And then he, like, gets, like, while he's doing porno, they may, mainly turn him into this, like, or after, I can't remember the timeline because i read this on tuesday and i should have written this shit down but they turn him into this like glorified like 
public speaking, like, or public speaker, like, anti, like, drug sort of dude, mm-hmm. just, like, giving public public service announcements. That's the word I was looking for. I got there. PSAs. PSAs. Uh, so he just does a shit ton of PSAs. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to touch you. <laughs> and uh, Susie, like, has, like, a poster on her wall and is, like, like you know who sexual Gary is. Okay. Okay. And then, and then it's just like he also had an affair with one of the other main characters in the in the book. He looks like he'd live in Florida. Oh yeah, for sure. I I just I don't know. He's just like kind of he's like a weirdo I don't want to like, but I just there's something about him. That yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think this particular issue really honed it in and. I really, really wish I had my Sexual Gary shirt right now because it's one of my favorite shirts because I one time was wearing it at work and I was working at in the coffee shop and somebody came through the drive-thru and she was like, what's your shirt say? And it's, I was like, because it says consensually yours, Sexual Gary. <laughs> That's really good. So I had to tell this mom what my shirt said. I love explaining to moms what sex is. <laughs> Well, it was just, like, I know she, like, gets it, but it's also just, like, why are you wearing, why are you, what? For fun. What's this mean? Give her the entire plot of sex like, criminals one so issue at a time. I need you to sit here for 20 minutes. I know your kids are in like, the back seat. Oh, you but got time? <laughs> put, put the earmuffs on. Uh, okay, I'm done. Okay. Okay, so next uh, we both have... I was like, is this the right book? We only find them when they're dead. Um, you did great. That's right here on the back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I I have the hardest time. It's like I always just mix up the words. Mm-hmm. I try to say when they're dead, and I'm like, no, that's not how this works. Um, I also was remembering it because of that page in here where he's talking about the gods, and he says... They're always dead. And oh, like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's the only also, time yeah. they find them is yeah, when they're dead. dead. Um, okay, so this is the first issue of a series about a group of space I wouldn't want to... I don't, I don't want to call them pirates, no, but I suppose that's, like, almost, that's I guess, kind of, yeah. space... Scavengers. Scavengers, yeah. Yeah. Or butchers. Yeah. Um, they're, they basically uh, go around and find dead gods, and they harvest organs for money and goods and stuff like that um there's a whole what would you call it a group of people mm-hmm. who all fight for certain uh choice cuts because certain parts of the gods will get you more or less um so they decide to go against everything that they've ever been taught and instead of harvesting organs from dead gods they're gonna find a live one three bells three bells all's well <laughs> Is what this... Wait, is it three or eight? Eight bells. bells. All's well. Um, but anyway, uh, this kind of goes... It has a, a little bit of a, a prelude, so you get to see where the main character, the captain, like how we got started on this kind of stuff. Oh, my God. What well, what are you doing sniffing my shoe, you weirdo? Um, our, our co-host on the floor. Sorry, everybody. He was supposed to be a special guest, and now he's just uh, prancing away from us. Um... But yeah, you get to see how he started with this, like, with his family and stuff, and then you get to see where he ends up a certain amount of years later and the changes that have happened since then. Yeah, I am I'm super stoked to see where this book goes. Um, I love the art. 
I love, love, love the art. Yeah. It's just, it's gorgeous. It's very reminiscent, reminisc- I can't say that word. Reminiscent? Yes, of Christian Ward. I yeah. personally thought so, the, the colors and stuff especially. Yeah. Is um, the, who's the colorist? Is it the same? Cover, dead, cover, oh, color assistance. Maria Sara Miotti. Never heard of her. No. Interesting. But- Colors are great. Yeah, no, the colors are great. Um, I just, I, overall, I just really, really love this story. It's yeah. not what I remember reading about, which I feel like happens a lot with good books on previews. Yeah, I also, like I said, I think I just added this without even giving a care. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. I I don't know what this is about. Space shit. Cool, I'll do it. And so I read the first issue, like, getting into it. I was like, huh, this is weird. But I absolutely love this book. It was my favorite, I think, this week out of yeah. all the books I read. Just, it was weird. It was, like, and, you know, I love sci-fi shit. Mm-hmm. And it hit that, it hit all those, like, really great notes of, like, sci-fi and also just, like, the camaraderie with the crew and, like, even, like, the eight bells thing that, like, felt repetitive. I was just like, all right. They're all on the same page. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I'm into this. Like, by the end, I was like, okay, I get it. Like, I'm, I'm down. Like, I'm down. I'm ready. Yeah, no, I, I, I really, really loved it. Um, it reminded me of something specific as I was reading it, but I can't remember what now. But I honestly, I only, I think I wrote it down because I read that one issue of Immortal Hulk that kind of had to do with, like, space. Like, that's where a majority mm-hmm. of it took place. So I was like, okay, Al Ewan can do that. So, And I'm glad that I did because yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I like that it's seems like it's going to be an ongoing because it's book one chapter one yeah i mean if i like it just gives me like odd like ridley scott feels yeah like just feels like something that i don't know that he would do it's real good yes (laughs) it's really really good yeah and just off the first issue alone you know that's hard and even though the title is super long it's worth it yeah, because it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like if they would have named it anything else, I would have been like, eh. And I don't even know, like, what they could have named it. I would love to hear what other titles they would have come up, like, they came up with. Because Dead God. <laughs> I just wanted to name a book that forever. <laughs> God Dead. Oh, God Dead. <laughs> Which is, like, one word. Yeah. God Dead. God Dead. <laughs> Godhead. <laughs> All right. Choice cuts. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Oh, wait. I do want to mention that scene where the meat looks real, real good off the off the gun. Oh, yeah. The, the little steak the cutlets. The little steak cutlets. So they just cut off the meat so nice and, like, it is, like, odd how it it just, it makes you kind of hungry. Yeah, I was going to say, it makes me want a Philly. I suppose if you're not a vegan, it makes you hungry. Or a vegetarian, but... None of them You can here. still appreciate the art of a good marbled meat. <laughs> True. All right, so now, sorry. King of Nowhere. This is the last one. I am really glad I stuck on this book. I didn't. I wasn't going to drop it after the first one, but I was really iffy about adding it to my poll file. But I was like, five issues, it'll be, it'll be chill. And I love this book. Yeah, this last issue was very uh, explosive. And like... I, I thought with, like, how much they had to resolve, they wouldn't be able to do it in this, but they did it in such a nice, like, smooth, transitional way. Yeah, for sure. And just, like, also a roundabout way where, like, Dennis is, I don't know, just 
hones into who he's supposed to be, I guess. Mm -hmm. A big old turd is what it seems like. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I don't want to get that into that, like, on this particular, like, podcast, just in case anybody wants to read this book, yeah. just because I don't want to ruin anything. But, yeah, this was honestly a series I highly suggest. It's a few issues. It's a quick read. It's strange. It's real fictional. And it brings in a lot of, like, I don't know, real-life things, too. Yeah, it's... I really enjoyed it, um, and I don't feel like it's something I would have normally read, especially after yeah, the first one. Yeah, and no, honestly, I thought the same thing when you, like, were pulling it. I was like, huh, that's weird, but... It just seemed... I don't know. I've been trying to, like, read stuff that just seems way out of my realm, like, in terms of weirdness, and that definitely <laughs> was really weird, and I loved it. So I guess I did something right. You did it. <laughs> yeah. All right, talk about your free fall boy. Also, we'll tell you about when the King of Nowhere trade comes out, like when we know. We'll mention it. Okay, and this is the last issue of Hawkeye Free Fall. Um, if you know me, if you've been listening to this at all, you know that I absolutely love this series. And this issue was no different. Uh, this ending was fantastic. I loved it so much. Oh, wait, go back. Hmm. One more page. I think it's... No, it was the page with the, like white and the that page that one? Yeah. yeah this one's really freaking cool so um in the last issue sorry everybody <laughs> bullseye uh breaks into well bullseye is paid by the hood to kill clint or mess with him try to get him to like stop messing with the hood so bullseye breaks into hawkeye's apartment and just shoots up his little friend his, like, teenage hacker buddy who was, who had, like, defle- def- defected. Why can't I say anything today? He had left the hood to help Hawkeye because he believed in what Hawkeye was doing and all that kind of stuff. Um, we so, are, we're off, off a day. Yeah, we are off a day. Um, so Bullseye pretty much kills him. Um, Hawkeye is devastated. He has to go to his ex-girlfriend uh, for help and stuff, and she does not like that. So... Not at all. Like, after she friggin' just, like, screams at him and breaks his heart and stuff, which I, I get. He lied to her a bunch about, like, what he was doing. Um, but anyway, Bullseye steals Hawkeye's Ronin outfit and is going around and trying to make it look like Ronin's actually, like, doing a bunch of bad things. So, like, all these superheroes, like Captain America and stuff, think that Clint is actually the one okay. out doing these things. Yes, yes. So, in turn... Clint is like, you know what? You want to play this game? I'm going to steal your bullseye outfit. So he does. And then... Does uh, he do good? No. <laughs> I mean, in a sense he does, um, because he... I don't know. He does take down the hood. I'm not going to explain, like, how. But it is, it's really satisfying the way that he does it. Um, and then after all is said and done... I can't I, I can't give anything away because I'm just like so excited but it things just it, it's not a very hopeful ending to be honest um, I'm so excited it's not a very hopeful ending well because they make it seem like 
there's something that could come after. Yeah, I just, the, the phrasing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I love it when things end so bad for my favorite characters. You know, to be honest, like, I do. I think I prefer those kind of endings because especially after all the stuff that they go through, like, I, happy endings are cool, and I do think in some situations they, they do work, but in this particular series, the way that things are going for Clint, if it would have ended on a happy note, I would have been upset because throughout the entire series, just he just cannot get a break. This bad thing after bad thing just keeps happening to him. And that's why I think I love this ending so much is because it didn't end well for him. Like, you don't know where this leaves him. And I just thought, I just, I just really love this series. Um, and this is one that just actually really surprised me because I don't really care for Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> but Matthew Rosenberg writes it and I'll fucking read it. It's fantastic well now you have to read four kids and now i have to i have to do it uh and we will never go home i think you would i think you would like we never go home or we can never go home and rather over four kids to be honest but maybe not i don't know you know what i might like them both <laughs> i liked them both <laughs> okay then i'll like them both <laughs> I just, like, I can't, like, there's one I like more than the other, and I think it's just four kids just because of the way the kids are written, mm -hmm. and that it's, like, not necessarily a story about, like, there's not, like, love in there. Right. Which, we can never go home, kind of has, like, that aspect to it, and it's just, like, I don't know, you know. I am really weird when it comes to that kind of stuff, because I actually, I love love stories. <laughs> That's why... I you don't think I know you? I know. <laughs> Look at me. It's Look like, at me, the floral you shirt. Know, <laughs> you know me. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sucker for a good love story. I get real weepy. You don't, like, uh, I don't want to get into that right now. So now I have the dreaming. This is the waking hour. This is issue number two. I don't know why you're not reading this book. I don't, I don't, I forgot. I, I, like, <laughs> I forgot. Seriously, this book is something you would absolutely love. Yeah, it's one of my favorite artists. I know. It's also <laughs> one of my favorite artists. And it's also G. Willow Wilson doing the writing. It's okay, so okay. good. It is so good. It's like flabbergasting to me that like you haven't picked this book up. I'll, I'll give you my issues. I'll rebuy the book even though I can't afford <laughs> anything right now. I'll just get them at work tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but issue two... Ruin is trying to figure out how to get Lindy out of the dreaming. Lindy is just fucking annoyed by all of the Shakespeare's. God, I would be too. <laughs> oh and my God. Uh, uh, I think God, I'm gonna need your help because they say his name like Jospiel. Why can't I don't know anything? Oh, we like how to pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. Where is it at? Where is his name? There we go. Jophiel? Jophiel? Jophiel. Jophiel? So I kind of got it? Yeah. Uh, Ruin is like, that's who he went to in the first issue to like help him. And Jophiel's like, well, I'm going to take you and the baby to this witch I know. Classic. <laughs> take a baby to a witch. Like that's and clearly the right thing to this do. This witch is like doing a Twitter stream and her name is Heather. And then she's basically just like, Ruin, what the fuck? Who are you? What is happening? And he explains, Give like... the baby. <laughs> she explains the situation, and he, she's just like, Jophiel, why are you getting me involved? And he was just like... Is this all live? Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't live. She ended the stream. Oh. Or he ended the stream. Just, like, crunched the... Oh, okay, good. 
uh, camera. But yeah, it's just like, why are you getting me involved? She's just like, I can't fix this. I know you can. And Ruin's like, why can you? And she's basically like, well, my family is somehow involved with Dream, who is very upset that the Ruin that Ruin escaped. Okay, I'm gonna have to check it out. It also gives you all of the information I think you really need to know if you've never read any Dreaming book. So you, like, understand Ruin's backstory, who he is, how he came to be. Okay. Uh, they also kind of explain uh, Dream and Lucin. Lucian. There we go. Uh, and, like, how they are involved with this whole story, particularly. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah, no, and this made me just want to go back and read the first, the first bit. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, maybe I will. Well, I don't know. I don't have time. <laughs> I, I don't have time to read anything else right now. <laughs> yeah, after all that. After deciding to go to school and reading comics and doing the podcast. I don't know. You yeah. know what? I'll reread it. I don't know. Just shit to do. Just sit and read it to me. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> Live stream. Just put you on page by page. Okay. Oh, so. Let's let's uh let's let Patrick in on our live video on uh you go live. We've never done this before. Yeah. And we're also, you know, recording, so it's cool. We'll see if this works. Will cool. we be able to hear him? <laughs> Is what I want to know. Since it's Let me turn it up just in case cuz I don't know what's going on. Did Why is there no sound? There's, <laughs> there's always no sound for you. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure. I was, I was thinking that I was out about having a having a drink and and reading some Hellblazer. Thought I'd say hi. That's it. How's Hellblazer? Uh, I'm all. Uh, it's, it's it's Hellblazer. It's great. Okay, good. Cause I I haven't checked it out yet, but I really want to. Wait, are you talking about the new Hellblazer or old Hellblazer? Uh, I, I read the new Hellblazer just before I came out, but right now I'm, I'm reading the... Okay. The yeah. Got three, it. Three. So, so how but, is how is the new Hellblazer? It was great. It was really good. That's what I've been hearing. All right. All right. You, you guys didn't get it? No, no, I... Haven't I, had a chance. Yeah, I completely forgot about it. Yeah, I, like, since DC oh. isn't in previews anymore or like you know i'm not getting a physical like dc book like previews book i literally forget that dc exists as a comic book company okay well i suggest going back and picking it up it was really good okay like it it read like proper hellblazer all right good awesome that's nice yeah that's good to hear art good it's okay (laughs) <laughs> oh, all right, all right. It's like it's it's not it's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. It's fine. It's, it's fine. We it we're distract from the story. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, we're all about honesty thing, here. Right? You know. Yeah. Uh, uh. All right, that was it. As you were, I just want to say hi. 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 <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Bye, Patrick. Bye. I don't know how to get out. Of this <laughs> I don't know how to help you on that one. I have no idea. Oh. Uh, yeah, bye. Oh. <laughs>
Uh, so if you are listening in and or were watching this on YouTube, that's our friend Patrick, who we did a, a video with uh, last month, about a month and a half yeah, ago, yeah. who is just a perfect gem of a human being. <laughs> um, a sexual icon, if you will. <laughs> our biggest number one fan. Yes, yes. Uh, so anyway. Okay. Wait, wait, no, I have bang. Wait, no, wait, you're right. Uh, You're right, because right. those those are the the, two. Mis- the missing comics. That- okay, okay. So these are two that we both read. Uh, Champ does not have physical copies. The only reason I do is because I cheated and I stole the jam damages from the box. The damages. I stole the damages from the box <laughs> yesterday. I was supposed to return them today. Forgot. This is Sea of Stars. This is <laughs> issue number six. This is back after a very long hiatus. Um, like a year? Did, I didn't even... God, I feel like it's been that long. I don't even remember. I just remember it ending and being like, okay, this book will come back, like, in a few months. Mm-hmm. Like, six months or something, and it'll be fine. And now, now like, what I think is a year later. I don't know. This year has felt like two years, so yeah, who this, the fuck knows? This is a dumb year. So, where Sorry. we last left off in here, um, baby boy Caden, who has the stick of truth inside of him. I don't actually know what it's called. It's the some religious artifact for this group of moon people um they are going to sacrifice him because they need that staff daddy is coming to find him sees him it gets explosive because the boy realizes. well i don't think he realizes but because of the staff that's like inside of him he has this power i like all these arm movements (laughs) i'm the one who's been drinking beer i've only had a beer and a half and you're the one who's just flailing arms so basically um his little sea monkey friend and his little whale friend the boy anyway who were originally going to eat him realized like how important he could be um they are still trying to find him because after in the last issue there was like an explosion in the end um i do remember that yeah because that was like the last page because i was just like well what the fuck i thought they were gonna end it here i'm done watching my language i tried (laughs) um so again you know dad and baby boy were like almost together and they are separated once again only this time uh the two friends that the little boy was with are with the dad now and they kind of have an idea of where the boy could be Mm -hmm. so he the dad actually has direction now where is to find the kid though as a dad does he got real mad and uh fucking smashed somebody's face yeah that was like so cool yeah, I I mean, I don't have a kid, but I feel like, you know, I'm pretty sure Jason Aaron has a kid. And I feel like that was, like, Jason Aaron being like, uh, if somebody touched my child, I would kill them. I would murder them. And this is how I would do it. And I could imagine Jason Aaron, like, literally doing that. that yeah, I love it. <laughs> I mean, I kind of understand that feeling, because every time Brayden does that to Bellamy's face, like, I get this just white rage inside of me, and I want to smother him with a pillow touch my cat <laughs> i suppose i do the same thing when chris like fucks with megatron yeah it's like a weird protective rage i think it is different when you have your own kids though but i understand what dad was feeling it just comes from a voice to an extent <laughs> it's all that testosterone <laughs> i need that <laughs> um but yeah i mean for how long of a break it was this i still enjoy the story um yeah very spacey and i, I kind of like that now where the roles have kind of flipped where the in kid a, is like sense. trying to like protect the dad yeah. yeah um 
and yeah, the second part of the story, I just, I feel like that was a good transition because I feel like if they would have met up there, then just like, what could have happened? Like, mm-hmm. this is a continuance of their adventure, and I think it's, I don't know. Yeah, cute. no, I agree with that. I like, I, and it's not that I didn't like this issue back. It was just like I said to you, I was just like, I couldn't. I'm glad you did that recap for me because then I, then it helped. <laughs> Because it was just, like, I started into it, and it could also be, like, I'm reading so much, you know, like, but I'm usually able to, like, at least cut the pieces between, but this one I had such a hard time. I don't know why, like, some books that are gone for a long time, I remember, like, everything about them, and then somewhere I can't remember a damn thing. That one, for some reason, I just opened it, and I was like, oh, yeah, everything that had happened is right here. Yeah, and for me, it was, like, all the pieces were there, I understood them. But it was just, like, putting them together. My brain was just like, I can't do this. Yeah. That's understandable. It's, uh, since it is, like, a space book, there is some confusion with that. That's how I get whenever I read those kind of books anyway. So that's why I was surprised that I remembered, like, Mm -hmm. everything that had happened there. It's weird. All right. Okay. So another one that we both had uh, was Lost Soldiers. This is issue number two. Uh, I... I also had a hard time with this book. I don't know why. I I love this book. No, I, and I love I and really really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but I couldn't quite figure out like the time flip. I think. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, and that's like I am actually just realizing that right now as I'm looking at it, like the time flip, and just like I think too, I needed to go back and read issue one again. Yeah. So for those who have not read. <laughs> Right. <laughs> For those of you who can't read, let me explain. Um, the The story follows two men who were together during the Vietnam War. Um, it's told in two different timelines. So the first one is back when they are in the Vietnam War, when they kind of meet, when they become friends, um, and the stuff that happens to them there that kind of shapes them. The second timeline is however many years in the future. I can't remember like what it is. Like, I would say at least thirty. Yeah. Um, they're both a part of this, I would say like a crime syndicate, cause I don't really know what else mm-hmm. to be, to consider it, but they do, it seems like a lot of mercenary work. Yeah. Um, and it's them doing that stuff together while having these like flashbacks, I, yeah. I guess, of their time in the war. Um, one of the, the, the guys is, it seems like he's just sick throughout the entire thing yeah and i think that was like the thing i was like trying to like figure out Mm -hmm. and like are these flashbacks caused by him being sick like is he like having like fever dreams basically like how much of this how much of what i'm viewing is real yeah i think that was like the the thing with this issue is like i was having that was my biggest problem is i couldn't figure out like am what i'm seeing is real or am i like is my narrator unreliable right I think it might be a little of both, to be completely honest. Because <laughs> um, this story is, the the way that the story weaves is very interesting. Um, because there's a lot of, like, transitions that happen where you don't know if, like, did that particular scene happen in the past or did it happen in the present. Um, between the two friends, there is also a third character who is kind of the antagonist. Mm-hmm. Um he just is a big beefy turd, um, <laughs> but it seems like he he plays a big role in a negative way in both mm-hmm. the war and then in the present period. So I, I'm I'm 
I don't know. I, I really love this book. And no, I don't I know. It's like, super, I super enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it, though. Like, why I like it so much. It's a war story? Yeah. I love war stories. <laughs> I... But I think it's also just the way that the story is told mm-hmm. because I do I do love stories where you get to see like how they got to the point where they're yeah. at. I, yeah, it's very interesting to me. All right, it's your it's turn. No, oh, shoot. Okay, <laughs> you just you just went hard on that book. I couldn't. I, I, I don't know. Stop you. It just like came out. I don't know what just happened. I love that book. Um, so I have grit. This is issue number two. Um, this is just about a man who hunts monsters and stuff. And it's like a family tradition. Yes. Um, I and now. yeah. And the, in the first issue, he came across a, a cult. So he destroyed the cult, uh, a big blood monster thing was summoned and that's kind of where it ends. Um, and this one, he is trying to hunt the, the blood monster thing. He gets tracked by, uh, a woman who also, or I guess it's, she wouldn't quite be a woman because he keep, calls her kid throughout the entire thing. So a, a young woman uh, finds him and is like, hey, if you want to kill that thing, there's like a certain thing you have to do. You can't just kill it. That's not how it works. You have to do like this ritual and stuff. And he's like, nah, kid, I'm just going to try to keep killing it. So <laughs> literally what he says, and it just made me laugh really hard. Um, but this Sounds book, like something a cis man would say. Yeah, it's... Uh, he also is very, like, antisocial because he grew up in this life. So anytime someone talks to me, he's like, whoa, who is that? Are you a monster? Yeah, which it's just really fa- He has no people skills whatsoever. The art is super weird in this book. Um, I, I was saying, I, like, I really like it, though. Like, the yeah. facial expressions are great. That's the thing that I just, like, absolutely loved it. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> he makes, like, this, this book is so weird um but it's like yeah it's one of those that i just like i randomly picked it up because it's a scout comic and i was just like okay it's a short story whatever and i just it makes me laugh it's not supposed to be like a funny book but it's yeah the facial expressions some of the things that he says like the monsters that he's hunting are so ridiculous that like this just it's a lot of fun and i i really enjoy it and i don't think i should enjoy it that much (laughs) I'm really excited for my future scout books that I'm getting. Oh, God, I hope you love them. <laughs> I've been really into scout books. They've been putting out some really good things lately. Yeah, no, uh, there were, like, a few solicits where I was like, uh, I'll give it a try. Yeah, I had to, like, tone down my scout books this month because I was, like, there was, like, seven of them on there that I was like, okay, okay, I got to stop this because then I get out of control like this where I have so many ridiculous we're just gonna have to like start getting together and actually like talking to each other about what books we're reading and it's like if you're getting this one we'll just read it yeah we'll just no that's a good idea and we'll just pass it back and forth because it's just like i think i that was like the same thing with me and we'll have to like go over what books like we decided on because there were some books i decided on and other ones i didn't like specifically scout just because they did sound like very intriguing yeah yeah i also ended up ordering like four trades oh god me too so, you know, I will owe money to my comic book shop forever. So now I have the, I have Bang. This is issue number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this has been on a hiatus, I'm pretty sure, since COVID. That would make sense because I was like, it's been a while since I've seen yeah. that one. So this particular story is about, or Bang, is about different pulp characters come come to life, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, they find out that their lives have been told within these books and that they're very, very true. 
and that they can see how they like died. So they're putting a group together to try and, f I think, fight somebody. It's okay. It's a lot. Once again, it's probably been like six months since I read issue number two. Right. But it just follows different type of pulp characters. Like the first issue followed a James Bond-like character. Which incarnation? Uh, just it was just like just, just like just like a, an idea, you okay. know, like that sort of idea. Uh, God damn it! I wish I I can't remember what the second issue followed. See, I don't. I can't remember. I know you've talked about them. Before, yeah, I and I know remember. like I really enjoyed the second issue too. But this third issue follows um, a woman who's been paralyzed, and she has like some sort of robotic spine, and she pretends that like some other person has been hiring her to do these jobs while it's actually her okay so it's just like you know it has those like kind of tropes right. like involved which are like i don't know you know me i love i love that shit right I you'll love it i love some good pulp shit that's and it's weird like i feel like all of these weird like pulpy book ideas have been coming out like within the last few months like adventure man this oh right uh there's another book i just recently read oh uh that Gunning for Ramirez book had, like, kind of, like, a pulpy feel, mm -hmm. too. Like, um, that one, uh, Matt Fraction book. The one I just said? The, oh, like oh, the, uh, uh, it's right there. Right. I can't, I, my. La last, we need our, last of the, uh, <laughs> we need our eyes checked. <laughs> it's not even that far <laughs> away. <laughs> okay, it's Last of Independence. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, we need we need to get some new glasses. Yeah, why are we even wearing these? <laughs> so yeah, it just feels... But that book was written a long time ago. At least like 2003, I think is when it said. Dang, that's an old book. But anyway, lots of stuff coming out in that like vein of, vein of work. Well, that's good because that's, that's good reading. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> So, um, next we both have, uh, Strange Adventures. This is issue number five. Five. I also was about to say four, too. I almost said three. <laughs> God, no, you're not that far back. Uh, Heather and I talked about this before we started, and I don't know, I've just never been so angry reading <laughs> a book. Like, I just hate these characters. Yeah. But it's weird because I, like, hate them for different reasons. It's like, yeah. yeah, we were talking about this earlier. So, basically, his, Adam's wife is just very manipulative. It, she knows what she's doing when it comes to controlling people and getting them to believe what she wants them to believe. And because of that... And or do what she wants them to right. do. And that's why I think that Adam is just an idiot and he has no idea what's going on. Like, genuinely like, doesn't know what's just happening. Just like a pawn. Yeah. And I, I feel like she also would be the type of person that would use her husband like that to further, you know, herself. Yeah, or, I mean, you know, it's just. I mean, she puts it pretty clear when she threatens to kill a fucking group of people. Yeah. That she is not a good person. Yeah. And I think that's like bottom line. You know, like I was kind of I did not like this character to kind of begin with. And then they just like when falls to the wall and we're just like you know what this person is just gonna threaten like a, a species like mm -hmm. and and i wonder how much of it 
like stems like her behavior from losing their kid you know yeah but that was even before they even had a kid that was before then okay never mind Fogeta said anything about that. Because they banged in the cave, and then they met with the, like, queen, and she was just like, you know what? I don't give a fuck what you have to say. Mm -hmm. If you don't join us, I will come here and kill your people. And it's just like, I don't know, man. That shit's not chill. No. (laughs) That is not chill at all. There is something more going on here with that woman. Then they're leading you to think. And that's, I mean, honestly, that's why I like Tom King's stories is because he, he sets it up so that you do actually have to read all of it to get the full picture. And I just, I, I do not like her. I don't like her. <laughs> I can't help but not, like, feel some type of way, at least about Adam. Like, I don't necessarily like him, but I do. I feel dif- like it's a different kind of dislike. I don't know. I think, I feel like I'm spitting venom at this fucking comic. Like, I honestly, every time I'm reading it, I, it's not that I dislike it, mm-hmm. I just don't like it. It's, it's really hard to read a story that is interesting when none of the characters are good. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a, yeah, it's perfect, perfectly put. But I, that's also, yeah, because that's where but I've like, been struggling with but it, But the too. art is so great. Like, yeah. I will pick up this book because of the art all day long. Like, I'm picking up two covers of the book. Because the art is just so good. Right. The covers are so good. And it's something... I don't know, man. And it's not even that the story is bad. It's just the people in it. Like, the story itself is I, interesting. I don't know. We'll get We'll get there. Yeah. We'll find out. Because yeah. if this doesn't pan out for me, I'm going to be so pissed off. Yeah. I will... <laughs> I won't burn this. This is a lot of money. We'll burn it to the ground. I'll sell it all for my college fund. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think after this you won't get much moting for that. <laughs> <laughs> not from these people. No. Champ hates this book. I'm not buying it. All right. Uh, do you want me to go? Yes. Okay. You're always first, my dude. Okay, so I have Deceased Dead Planet. This is issue number three, part four oh, yeah. of seven... This is out of control. Well, I don't have that bi-weekly, like, digital comic, no? I can't do or that. Bi- sorry, bi-weekly, bi-monthly. I always want to say bi-weekly, and it's like, that's twice a week. Yeah, oh my <laughs> god, I would not be able to do that. I can't even really handle this. <laughs> and I'm only sticking with it because I'm like, well, what could happen next? Which I literally say in every single one of these series, and I know what's going to happen next. I know, it's the same formula every time, just different characters. Same thing happens in this. They find a building. Bad stuff's happening in the building. Bad guys are fighting off zombies. Good guys get away. That's it. I guess the only difference in this one is that it explains um, there was that one shot. Did they get rid of, like, Plastic Man? Or is this, like, completely separate from that? No, they don't get rid of him. He's still, like, there. But they didn't kill him because of... Okay, so I guess I guess the whole thing is um, Cyborg is the one who released the anti-life equation or whatever in that very, very first mm-hmm. issue. Um, he heals himself. I can't remember exactly how it happens, but he becomes healed some way. Oh, yeah. So um, he, he meets up with a, a group of the good guys, including Constantine and Zat... 
Satar, I can never remember. Santana? Zan- yes, Carlos Santana. <laughs> Santana? <laughs> Santana? <laughs> and, uh, and Swamp Thing and just like a, a, a few other. It's Carlos Santana now. Um, <laughs> um, but he meets up with them and is like, hey, I know that, you know, whatever is infecting all these people, like we can heal them. I just, I'm not exactly sure how yet. I just know that it's inside of me. So in that uh, one shot that included Barda and Mr. Miracle, um, it ends with them, you know, dying. Well, they're fighting to the death. Yeah, because jokes on you, uh, as you, if you read Mr. Miracle, the series, you would know that he just can't fucking die. So he is... He can't escape. (laughs) He can escape anything. So he can easily escape this situation. Because I can always escape. Escape. Okay, so um, he ends up not dying... Or I guess dying because they, they clear it up. They're not actually dead. They're just infected. Uh, Barda does not make it. Um, so Constantine is trying to recruit him to help with the cause under the guise that they will be able to bring Barda back. They keep doing things to me where I'm like, I don't care about this anymore. I'm going to drop it. And every single issue at the end, I'm like, oh, that was pretty cool. Bye, Mike. Bye, Mike. Love, we love you. you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm not going to lie. I, I do like DCs better than I like the Marvel zombies, which I also read this week. And can I just point out here, they're only going to give me half of Nightcrawler and they're going to end him like that. Mm. That's all I have to say about that. Only half of him. At least give me the tail. Come on. Ugh. All right, I'm going to talk about Alien. So this is Alien, the original (laughs) screenplay. This is issue number two. If you know me, I'm a huge Alien fan. Uh, (laughs) The art in this book is so good. So, so good. Who does it? This this human being. Hold on. Not that human being. This this person. Guilherme Balbi? Yeah, Guilherme Balbi. Cool. Uh, it's just like probably like I said, I think the last time I read this, the first like the first issue, best art in an alien comic I've ever read. I remember you saying that. Uh, this issue is basically they, so the first issue they find the pyramid that the aliens are in. They're trying to decipher. If you've never seen Alien, close your ears and also fucking go rent that movie or some shit because damn dog why uh <laughs> i'm not i'm i've only seen it once in my entire life no and it's not because i haven't wanted to watch it again but because i have specific memories attached to that one time it's fine we just can't be friends anymore <laughs> look i've seen alien versus predator at least like 12 times please get out <laughs> of my house <laughs> i need you to leave This is some blasphemous shit. I don't know. I don't know how I never knew this. You know, I've I'm, seen, I'm so mad right you know, now. I've seen all the other aliens, like, you know, say a million times. But the first one, it just, like, that was one that me and my stepdad watched together for the very first mm-hmm. time. And so it was, it was a thing. And now I'm scared that if I, like, watch it again, I won't have, like, that same feeling of just, like, comfort, I guess. Hey, if you ever want to watch Alien. Uh, of course, I'll watch Alien with you. Because. Yes. Uh, because you know what? 
my favorite movie, I think Alien and Aliens are probably, like, I don't know, up there. Like, with Terminator and Terminator 2. <laughs> I just, I love Sigourney Weaver mm-hmm. so much. But, okay. Anyway, wait, anyway. backtrack. We're not going to talk about the Alien movie. <laughs> We're talking about the Alien comic. Uh, so, the art is so, so, so great. Uh, the story, you know, kind of differs, but they find the Alien Pyramid... They can't find a way in. They're deciphering the message. They decipher the message. And the main character is like, well, we shouldn't be here because this wasn't an SOS message. This was a fucking warning. (laughs) How about we all three just meet up and you guys can kick my ass. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been beat up. I feel like I need to be put in my place. (laughs) Some nerds are going to beat you up for (laughs) one. Not seeing Alien more than once. That's not comforting at all. Like, you guys have to do it to me. Otherwise, I'm never going to learn. Uh, going back to the Alien comic. <laughs> yes, the comic, not the movie. Not the movie. Uh, and they break qu- quarantine, which is always bad. And... Fools. Fools. They'll find out next next time. Next week. Next, next issue, they'll find out that shit doesn't go down that way. So, um, do you want me to teach you about Alien right now? No, no, I was going to say, so obviously since it's a screenplay, it's not exactly how the movie was. Mm -hmm. Um, are you, do you like the differences? Like with the Yeah, and I mean, this issue doesn't like differentiate so much as like the first issue does. Okay. Um, I don't know. I am really like, I want to... Nerd alert. Nerd. <laughs> uh, I can't wait till I get all of the issues and I'm able to read all of the is- issues and also, like, read or watch the movie at the same time. Not at the same time, but, like, you know. Right. Right Consec- afterwards. Consecutively? Like, yeah, because, like, you know, it would take me no time to read what this will probably be, like, five or six issues at most. Right. Like, read that and then go into the movie. Like, I, I, I am really into like seeing what the differences are and like how extreme they are um i don't know i just like i said i just i really i really love it so far this is no offense to my man william gibson but this has so far been like better than that william gibson alien three interesting yeah yeah the original yeah because i because i did read that one and i love that one yeah and i did like that one but like there were parts, like, I feel felt like it faltered so much at the end. Yeah. And I think that was, like, probably a problem with the screenplay itself. But who knows? Yeah. Uh, but this is, like, I mean, that screenplay was, you know, kicked out for the prison screenplay that is Alien 3. Or yeah. the movie that is Alien 3, which is completely different. So. Nerd. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> if we're going to talk about, we need a whole fucking podcast dedicated to alien movies we're gonna have to do that (laughs) that would be a good idea all right so next yes we have lonely receiver issue number one i don't know why i did this this is number one now no i knew why you did that oh well it's like we need to do peace symbols i don't i need to stop doing that uh this book was strange yeah, this uh, book was really weird, um, which I don't know why I was, like, surprised by it, because Zach Thompson always writes, like, the mm-hmm. weirdest thing. 
Um, do you want to kind of give a brief rundown what this was about? It's yeah, for sure. Uh, so the idea is, what's the main character's name? I'm sorry. I literally, I just had it in my head. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, Katrine. Katrine, uh, our main character, has had a recent breakup, and she's kind of reeling from it, so she decides to buy what I assume is, like, a new technology that is, like, existing of a robotic or, like, android girlfriend. Mm Mm-hmm. Which she can program to love her and trust her and do all of these things she felt like she could never have. So that is the very, very beginning of the book. You flash forward to, I don't know, I'd assume like 10 years? Yeah. Should they say 10 years, I think? At least within that realm. Yeah. It's like around there. I was trying to find uh, it. And Katrine's realizing that this this person that she made, this partner that she made, isn't necessarily under her control? Not in the way that she had assumed that she would be. And she wants more control over her, or at least that ability for her to understand how much that she loves her. And the problem is that this person that she made is an android and a computer and they have this ability to just like speak to everyone at any time and they are in love with a multitude of people uh they are able to go into this area called the garden which katrine is able to control her like partner in and in the end I don't know, man. There's a lot of weird shit that happens. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very strange. It's like to me, it's about people's weird fixation with like phones and technology. I think it's a little bit of that, but I also think it's a little bit of like your fixation with like your like romantic partner and mm-hmm. how you're just like you find that need to always be connected with them, regardless mm-hmm. of like what you're doing, what when you are like, and if they're not totally in like sync with you all the time, then that's like. That's completely wrong. Right. And how some people aren't just built to be with that one person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't, there's a, I think there's probably like a few messages going on here, but I, I do think the idea of like controlling another person is definitely one of those like messages. Yeah. And like, I have like, it's weird because I can see part of myself in like Katrine and like, Especially a younger me and not understanding, like, how relationships are supposed to work. You know, like, you're supposed to give this person space and mm-hmm. be, let them breathe and that, like, no. <laughs> you're, you're two different people. You need that time. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, she can't do that. Mm-hmm. She's very, very dependent, which is, like, you know, 100% in the beginning of it when she... Like, once she breaks up with someone, she has to have someone else that she can be like, okay, I can control you, you can trust me, you're gonna absolutely love me. Right. Rather than, like, taking that time to, like, figure out who you are by yourself. Yeah. Alright, my books. Alright, we're almost done. (laughs) We're getting there. We're getting there. 
Um, I have Inkblot. This is issue number one. Um, this book was so cute. It was stupid. Um, it's really silly, too. So it's about a family who pretty much created this world that they live in. Um, they The oldest brother um, kind of creates all these other different realms where the siblings, I believe there's eight of them, they all do their different things. You know, like two of them go to conquer, one of them does whatever. And the main character, who is the narrator of it, she becomes the librarian, essentially, uh, sorceress she writes down everything like their history and everything so that nothing is lost to time she falls asleep while writing knocks over an inkwell and somehow manages to um, summon a cat from another world made out of the ink the cat is wild uh, he just keeps opening different dimensions and shit and she has to like try to catch it before you know too much bad th stuff happens cat reminds me of my cat Bellamy that's probably why I liked it so much because she's just constantly chasing it saying like hey stop being naughty like all that kind of stuff but it is it's just it's really silly and it's I really enjoyed it especially like the fantasy fantasy aspect of it like the narration and stuff the creation of the worlds like who they are as people I thought was really cool because you can tell that like you're gonna get into each of those okay. and each of the the issues but the fact that like <laughs> this cat just keeps opening different dimensions. It's really funny to me. <laughs> but that's it. That's literally all the story is about. <laughs> it's the first issue, and it wasn't very, like, thick. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of information, mm -hmm. so. All right. I have Bitterroot. This is issue number 10. This is the end of the story arc. Uh, I don't really want to touch too much on this, actually. Uh, I read it. I enjoyed it. I think this series is one to definitely pick up. Um, what I will do to convince you to try to pick it up is just read the little back outro by the uh, creators of the book, just because I, once again, I just, I feel like there's, there's a lot going on in this book, and it's always really hard for me to explain, because it's like, we're dealing with demons and monsters, and also just like hate and anger and sadness, and it's hard to like, Story my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, and put it into words in such a way where it like gives the book justice. So Oh god, we're running out of time. Oh my god. We have a time limit. <laughs> We've hit like an hour now. Uh so well, here we are. This began as an idea to uplift, inspire, educate, and entertain. It was one of many ideas we dreamt up in hopes of sharing it with the world, but you, the readers of Bitterroot, made it special. You have stuck with us after 10 issues and two volumes, two Eisner noms and a win, and a live-action film adaptation in the works. We in the Bitterroot team cannot thank you enough. We hope you have enjoyed the insanity of the Singiri family. Thanks for sticking around. We can't wait to show you what's next. Let's keep fighting the hate and the real Gino that are out there. It's a very relevant book. I think it's very important. I've learned a lot about black history from this book. Which, you know, I never thought would be possible. So, there's no reason not to. Right. It does seem very informative, especially that one uh, summer issue that they Yeah, released. the summer the summer special was mm -hmm. really informative. I mean, if you never knew about Sundown Towns, this touches on that. It touches on so many very important things of our past that, like, you know, just continued the pain that is very relevant today.
We have 32 seconds on our live video. We have three more comics. So, uh, you know, just check out our YouTube and or Spotify so you can hear the rest. We'll have it all. So Peace signs. Deuces. <laughs> Go buy comics. We love you. All right, 10 more seconds. <laughs> we'll just do this. Support us. Support Always. us. Support Champ going back to school. Donate to her GoFundMe. Go. Here we go. If anyone makes it an hour through. Ow. Okay. All right, so. Let me get start sharing this. We can talk about this. We've got Buffy. This is issue number 17. I was really excited about this issue because... I didn't realize that they were going to bring Ethan Rain into this. And they did it in such an interesting way, too. Yeah. Because, like, we had talked about it. I, I did not know that was him right away until his name was mentioned. Then I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah, and they didn't even say, like, it's not like they were like, oh, this is Ethan Rain. And you're just like, Ethan, oh, shit, dog. I yeah. know who you are. Yeah, we just assume. I didn't even think <laughs> about that. I was just like, oh, there he is. Yeah, and it's like, that's... I don't know. It's one of my favorite things about this, like, particular Buffy book and why I push, like, Buffy fans, like, of the past to read it. Because it does bring, like, <laughs> yes, uh, such new life into the Buffy universe and new life into these characters. Like, even Ethan Rain, like, I f- fucking hated that character. Mm-hmm. And I know that he's up to no good. Like, there's no way he can be up to no good. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. He never is. If that's the one, like, character personality change that they they didn't hear, I would just be, like, shocked. (laughs) So, it's like, I mean, and if they did, that's fine. But Mm -hmm. it's, like, one of those things where I was so excited to see that character. They did such a great twist on him. And I just, I love all the twists. And I can't wait for Faith because if they're, they're doing Faith. They're doing Faith. I forgot about Faith. They're doing Faith. That's Wesley's original Uh, fucking Slayer. mm -hmm. I didn't even, like, make that connection. Oh, dog, no? No. No, it was weird because, like, everything is... And I had read this over the course of, like, two days. Yeah. So it, like, just completely slipped my mind. I didn't even think about it. I was like, who is the third Slayer? God damn it. That just ruined my whole day. In a good way. And I also think she's probably the killer. Oh my god! Yes! That just changed my whole life right now. I'm so excited. I have not been this excited for Buffy since Buffy, the TV show. No, because when she was, like, when the the lady was like, alright, you're being called to be a slayer, I was like, you're, tell him the slayer name. Tell him who the slayer is. And I was just like, it's Faith. There's no way it can't, it it has to be Faith. My God. And the fact that he's investigating a murder right now of watchers. I'm, I'm like, so excited right now. <laughs> if I'm wrong, we'll die. Yeah. Next, I, time, next issue. But, I will you know. literally, I will just drop dead from heart attack because my body will just give out. But these are my assumptions. You know what? You're probably right. I hope you're right. I've got my my tiny fingers crossed. So, this issue of Buffy is about Wesley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, it's just about Wesley. Okay. So, 
Heather is posting our video online. Yeah, sorry. I'm not ignoring everything. Uh, I have cable. This is issue number four, I believe. Uh, I All of our copies came in damaged. Because Diamond has been doing terribly, but it's chill. Uh, so yeah, cable number four is great. He fought all of the knights. And he goes back to his dad, who's like, hey, be careful about what you're doing. <laughs> be careful. And Cable's like, but I got my sword. <laughs> but, like, literally, it is like, Cable, like, does his thing, goes back to the Summer's residence, and is like, listen to this story, tells them everything that happens, and is like, I gotta go. I got more shit to do. And Cyclops is like, hey, Nathan just like chill out like just hang out and like have dinner with the family so they just have family dinner and cable tells them about what happened like how he met deadpool how he can't believe he's like best friends with him it's uh it's great <laughs> i fucking love cable i love the stupid book it's ridiculous once again put phil noto cable art all over your children's walls Make them happy. Yeah. Make, them, make them have a good time. Sweet dreams and all that. All right. Sorry, I'm almost done. Oh, we have Wolverine to talk about. Oh, okay. We've got Wolverine. This is Wolverine. This is issue number five? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is the last comic book we have to talk about tonight. This is our X book. Uh, this issue is about vampires. Wolverine was kidnapped by Omega Red, Frozen... And given to Dracula in multiple vampires who take his blood, use them as blood clocks so that they can be daywalkers. That's pretty much it. It, it almost felt like a, a filler, but not really because it was it did move the plot along, but it just didn't seem as like full of stuff like the other issues have. Yeah, I think the main like takeaway from this is that the vampires are highly aware of Krakoa highly aware of like what wolverine's blood can do mm -hmm. and highly aware of like what they can do to infiltrate or like drink mutant blood because that's yeah. what they want to do since mutants are you know basically immortal at this point and it's like almost like a continuous continuous blood source for them got it um yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh... which I thought was very interesting too, um, and I, I like that Omega Red is working with Dracula. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's just <sighs> I really like the way that he is written. No, I really like this. Like, I like all of the Wolverine series, and I like everything and. Now we're, like, headed into X of Swords, dog. Yeah! Wolverine with that sword? Let's get hot! I mean, we're just gonna... Are you getting all of the books? I think so. Okay. So, I think we're gonna, you know, be really deep into X of Swords. Because I'm also getting all the books. Okay. You know what's funny is, um... I think you had tweeted something about, like, giving the X-Men swords or whatever. And I was like, yeah, dude, same. And then I was like, 
Nightcrawler always has two swords. Like, he's yeah. always had two but the, swords. that's the thing, is, like, I'm pretty sure, you know, Jonathan Hickman has just been, like, sitting on Twitter for, like, two years, and it was like, oh, all these nerds are talking about swords and how they want swords. Huh. All right, I'm getting this book, like... Let's you just know, give these mutants you know, swords. Yeah, it's just like a really, really good marketing ploy. No, it, it is so good, and you know I'm the fool to fall for it. But I also, absolutely am. But also, like, you know, House and Powers were so good. All of these like new X Men books have been so good. I know that like everybody is working together to like make what I hope to be is like a very solid storyline, and I like. I don't know. I'm really looking forward to, like, that aspect of it. It's just, like, how much all of the authors are entrenched with each other, how all of the artists are kind of working on, like, each, like, different books. Like, there's so much about that that event that I'm kind of excited about, and I've yeah. never really been excited about a Marvel event. Yeah, no, me either. Because um, it is, it almost seems like a... A weird like cult in a way like all the writers and stuff are in this group and they're all working together to do this kind of stuff and they're like really good at it too like yeah. there's i i don't think there's ever been an event like this where every single book has been as solid as they are here and it it seriously is because they're all working together which i love that i, yeah. I think that's really cool because that's really hard to do too especially when you're given this book and you're like hey this is an idea of like what it's supposed to be but yeah. also you have to stay within these guides, and it's like... And well, and you know, like, all of the books have been kind of, like, separate but together and, yeah. and like, the same ocean of each other, and it, I think it'll be nice if I understand what's going to happen that they'll be, like, almost just, like, all right, so now we're gonna bloop. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Same. Give me more swords. <laughs> all the swords, baby. So when that first issue comes out, we're gonna wear our swords to work, right? What did you name your sword? <laughs> I didn't, because I just have Sting. Oh. I named my Tiny Tim. It's like, it's Sting. Like. That makes sense, yeah. And you know, I'm Samwise Gamgee, and I deserve Sting way more than Frodo. Yeah, I mean, you're right, you're right. I have just like a, it's like this big brain was like, it, it looked like your size. It's like, I'm not a child, like, get me a, a real, real sword. Yeah, <laughs> like, who gets Give me a two-handed Friggin' sword. Uh, okay, so it's Thursday. We're done. Uh, go support your local comic book stores. Go buy comics. Most of all, support us. This was over an hour long. Uh, and we have worked and done homework. We did the damn thing this week. So, honestly, we love you. We appreciate everything you do for us. If you just listen to us. If you just boost us in any way. Patrick, thanks for being our number one fan. We love you. Yeah. Every day. So, goodbye. <laughs> I did the deuces again. <laughs> I did it without even thinking this time. I know, man. <laughs>